1: Alright, good morning everybody, welcome in, it's Miller and Condon on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station 1460 and 106.3 FM, Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours talking sports, and there's plenty of baseball to discuss and to preview and to recap and to conjure up. Some disappointing feelings, I'm guessing, from mm-hmm, my partner mm-hmm, and the rest mm-hmm. of the Twins fans out there. Uh, as um, seems like they let one get away yesterday. Anyways, the BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. More baseball conversation uh, with uh, Matt Snyder from CBS He will join us at 10:25 ish. We'll uh, go over all the series, or certainly try to do so in our allotted time with uh, with Matt Snyder. Bill Bender on college football. He joins us every Wednesday throughout the regular season. Of course, Bill writes for the Sporting News. We'll catch up on the latest nationally with uh, Bill Bender. At 11.05, off we go to Chicago. The White Sox are off to a one-zip lead. Giolito was unbelievable. Abreu goes deep in the baseball game. Luis Robert at least got a hit, which was good to see. And, of course, the Cubs begin play today. They
2: are 1 o'clock ABC or noon? 1 o'clock for the Cubs game. The first one of the day will be at 11. We're an hour away. First pitch with the Bravos and the Reds and in Atlanta.
1: Twins at noon, right?
2: They are at noon. Yeah, 12 first pitch. And it'll be Urquidy on the bump for the Astros. That was just announced this morning against Jose Barrios as the godforsaken Twins look to stave off elimination oh, boy. after their 16th consecutive playoff loss. I thought it was seventeen. I don't know the exact number. I I, I think it's seven. I you it's might worse. be right. I it, think it is. Regardless, ineptitude at a level that we have never seen before yeah. in North American do, sports Trent. history. Yes, 16, 17 consecutive straight losses, and this is another one where they got a performance they needed. They got the ace that mm-hmm. everybody's been mm-hmm. clamoring for since Johan Santana departed for yep. the Mets. And they got that guy. Yes, and he gave him a great effort. He did. And he should have stayed in. I thought they took him out too soon. The Bats didn't answer. Team that a year ago sets the home run record, a very good offense again this season. And once again, they are held to just a single oh. run. They haven't scored more than four runs in a playoff game in 13 straight. Trent, it's, it's, it's head scratching. You got to go back to 2004, the last time they scored more than four uh. runs in a playoff game. Can't you
1: wait. Know you know how hard it is to lose 17 straight games? You're a playoff team. Yeah. And you've lost seven straight. This is the Orioles. No.
2: This isn't the Tigers team that lost 110 games this a few years back. This is a
1: team that was good enough to get into postseason in those years. And when they get into postseason, they're not there very long. No, it's because quick. Because it, it doesn't, yeah, I, I guess that's, um, if you're looking for a silver lining, you know, it doesn't drag out your pain. It's over quickly. <laughs> True. Oh, my gosh. It might be over today. We'll we'll see.
2: So i got to make a decision here. As uh, Right after we're finished with our radio show, we're going to go out in record our television show that we do on MediaCom. You can check that out, MC22. They play three, four times over the weekend as we talk sports gambling for a half hour. Uh, but do I just jump in as soon as we're done to the Twins game, or do I set the DVR and start from the beginning?
1: Well, I, so you're yeah. you're, you're depending on me to keep quiet during a break. Yeah, shut up. Right, because we've got TVs across the street that uh-huh. we might be able to put, well, we will. Uh all right. I'll, I'll I'll button my lip.
2: You'll button your lip. Okay. So this will be. You, the...
1: think you So it won't be me that
2: spoils it. For right. You. Right. It'll actually be good because I, I have to come back here to the station. I have to be back here by four o'clock. So what are you doing
1: before you working today?
2: help uh, helping out a little bit. Yeah, a couple of different things. We're going to work on some Hawk Central stuff gotcha. with uh, with Chad and Mark and get that ready for well, tonight. He's fishing. Yes. Yeah. He is uh, up in Canada or near uh, Canada?
1: Yeah, he goes up to the border. I think he's still in Minnesota, Lake of the Woods. But I saw a picture of his, him and his son, Eli. They got a big walleye yesterday. Oh, yeah. A uh, big walleye yesterday. I don't know if it was Eli or Ross, uh, but Eli had the um, ear-to-ear grin, so I'm yeah. assuming he reeled it in. So good for him. Yeah, that, uh, that fishing trip they do seemingly every year. So so you're doing Hawk Central tonight.
2: Doing Hawk Central tonight. So getting that set up. Got to be back here. Oh, can, I, can I compress things down? yesterday's game was low-scoring, and it took forever. It did. It was over three hours. Yeah, it was almost 5 o'clock before that thing finally mm-hmm. finished up, and it was a nine-inning game. It's probably the last time I'm going to see my team. Yeah, well, well, uh, You know thing. what? I wouldn't
1: go that far. Yeah, Barrios history, history says
2: that, uh, and, and the
1: bullpen. Barrios yeah. has been a 5-6 inning pitcher, and the bullpen mm-hmm. was used yesterday. Again, I would have tried to get another inning out of my eight. I thought mm-hmm. he was really good. Now, to be fair, I, I thought that Dusty Baker should have left Zach Greinke in the game. Yeah, yeah. The same way, I thought both starters came out of the game too soon, especially when Valdez came in, and he got in trouble Got himself out of it, but boy, did he settle down after
2: that. Yeah, if you would have told me that Valdez was going to go five innings, great. The Twins probably are up 12-1. Mm-hmm. It, it's that kind of game. When you th- see a reliever in a playoff game. Well, he game, was going to
1: start today.
2: Going five, you think, all right, you got to somebody. And they're trying to save their bullpen for the next game. And they did. Not the case at all. No. Now their bullpen is actually no. saved in a different way. And uh, the Twins look to stay off elimination. Watching the White Sox yesterday, they jump on early. Mm-hmm. Abreu with the home run. Giolito was terrific. They can win the World Series. Um, they can win the World Series. They'll be fine by me. Yes. Yeah, you got some futures uh, tied up with the White Sox. Um,
1: Tampa's gonna be tough. They are. Yankees, you did you you saw the Yankees yeah. yesterday, right? I could look at. I was I didn't watch one minute of the debate. I simply don't care. You're a good person. I feel better for it. Reading Twitter and reading what I read today, I feel better for not watching it. But my point being is I thought that I would be thoroughly entertained with Bieber versus Garrett Cole, right? We hyped that game up like crazy. And Bieber, although I think he got seven or eight strikeouts in the baseball game, they hit the crap out of him last night. The Yankees look like the Yankees is where I'm going. Yes. They look like they were supposed to look like. Is
2: that the saving grace for the toys? Well, at least he didn't get beat by the Yankees. It was somebody else this well, let me this time. ask you that
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> Answer your question. I guess question. <laughs> it, it, does, it doesn't
2: stink maybe quite as bad having to face the Yankees. And seeing Judge, that first home run, going in oh opposite gosh. field to the right center, mm-hmm. he's just such a monster of Torres. A man. Voight. Yes. Look at the numbers Voight's put up I since know. he's been called up, and he's been really, really, really good for them. The questions remain, are they going to they they have enough they depth? They
1: throw Tanaka today. Yeah.
2: You get Tanaka going in game two, and... You can set things up after that. They look to be in really, really good shape. Mm-hmm. Still, I think the White Sox, they can do it. Well, they're on the bottom of the bracket,
1: Trent. So mm-hmm. here's the thing: if you've got a future ticket on the White Sox, and if the Twins are out of the way, Astros versus
2: White Sox, I feel pretty good oh, yeah. about the pale hose, right? Yeah, no I really doubt. do. I, I had a schedule, but here we are. Yeah. And as we have learned many and times, and not going in the past, anywhere either. Right, by right. the way, you you think? Oh boy, we got a big window here. Those windows can close mm-hmm. very, very quickly. So things can happen very, very quickly. is not going to turn into a pumpkin and turn into the guy that he was He's when good. he first became a starter. Right. But an injury here. Where was he that first year? Was it like 1-10 oh. or something? I mean, it's crazy. His ERA was number. like 6.5. Awful. Just didn't have a clue. No. And, and next year he's starting the All-Star game. Yeah, and to turn around what he did last year in the first half and throughout this season. Yeah, and he did wear down in
1: the mm-hmm. last half last year. Seemingly after the All-Star game, it didn't go well for him last year. But, boy, he was good yesterday. White Sox are very much in. They'll throw Keichel today, so uh, that one could be over. Uh, nationally begins play today. Uh, the Cubs are at home for the first couple. Kyle Hendricks is going to get mm-hmm. the start. You Not you, Darvish. Did you like that? I thought it was going to be you, Darvish. I'm anxious to talk to Cappy, who I guess walked across the city of Chicago yesterday walked as in he was doing he north heads. to south south and to north, I don't east know west. exactly he was it was on a long walk to raise money for oh, okay. uh, for books I think all right you know I'm going to ask him that when he comes on he'll join us live at eleven oh five did I finish the guest list no we got Matt Postens coming on at eleven twenty five we'll talk Big Twelve with Matt Postens. also covers the Cowboys so we'll get a couple of Cowboy questions uh, in there as well so yeah I'm anxious to ask Cappy. What he thinks of uh, David Ross's decision to kind of flip flop? What the consensus was, at least I think you and I both felt that way—that mm-hmm. it would be Darvish into Hendricks. But um, here's here's my question on the schedule today, Trent, and and you brought it up before we went on the air. Is and I think it's absolutely valid. Why is Major League Baseball trying to cram all these games in the <laughs> in the daylight hours?
2: It, are they trying to stay away from the NBA game one? No, I, well, I, and that's a, you know what? It's an ESB at ABC. There's
1: your answer. There's your answer. So because of that? Yes, there's your answer. I try to get these yep. games
2: because what TBS has? They a, only have one today. a game. Yeah, they have, I think it's Jay, Jay's uh, Jay's Rays. I want to say. I mean, has there ever been an MLB playoff game on ESPN two? That's where the Twins are going to yeah, be playing today. Good point. So because of that, I don't I, think so. That's the only thing that would make sense because yeah, I think you answered the question. You, you want to yep. stagger everything? Oh, put put the Padres at eight o'clock and then nine o'clock late night for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, you got the NBA finals mm-hmm. and. For me, I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be with the baseball a lot more than I'm going to be NBA here this evening. But we're old, Ken. We're old. Well, you know. Speak for (laughs) your. I can't say that. Yeah. We're a couple old guys, and us old guys like baseball. The young kids, they like the NBA. They'll be watching LeBron. They'll be be watching watching LeBron LeBron and Jimmy Buckets.
1: Yeah. He He always promises to be, you know what? Should I bet on the Heat? uh, well, then I was just about to say the numbers really coming down. It is, yeah. It, when when the series was, you know, it became apparent that it was going to be Heat versus Lakers. Lakers were a huge favorite, and that money has come down significantly. By the way, there's a huge sports betting story that affects. I mean, locally, mm-hmm. William Hill. Who's at Prairie Meadows? They're at Lakeside. There are one other place. They're out on the eastern part They're of the state. They're
2: in Waterloo, state. aren't they? At the Iowa. You of know Capri? what? There
1: might be two more. I think then. There, there are two they more. Are yeah. at Waterloo. I think it's four overall. I think they are. In the state of Iowa. William Hill was bought yesterday. Well, they haven't written the check, and it's not going to close until 2021. William Hill, who was I mean, they, they have done a really good job across the country. Two point nine Billion, with a B, dollars. Wow. to And Caesars, who had just given their sports betting rights nationally to William Hill, mm-hmm. <laughs> liked what William Hill was doing so much with their company, I guess, they turned around and bought them for $2.9 billion. That's a massive number. That's just a huge, huge number uh, so, in sports wagering.
2: I'm taking a look here at the, the series price for this. It's the Lakers minus 375, Heat plus 280. But wasn't that like 370 plus it 375? Yeah, it's come down significantly. How about this? If I do like the Heat, and I think I do at least want to put something out there on them. Are you trying to outthink yourself? Maybe. Heat in seven is plus 675, and in six is plus 900. Well, if they're, they're going to win, they're not going to win not gonna early. Win in four or five. No, they're not going to win early. So it'd be either in six or seven. That's that's a decent bet. I think so. I think that's the way that I'm going to do it. I'm going to go half unit on each of those as opposed to one on just the heat to win. Go half on each of those. Trent, if they're like if they win in four or five, no, they're not going to. They're not going to. LeBron's not going to get swept. No,
1: no, absolutely not. He's not going to lose four. If they win, they'll win in seven, more likely Mm -hmm. six, perhaps. And six is nine to one. I love that price. So yeah, I mean, I I like the fact that you're um, that you're shopping for a price. Yeah. Just wonder if you're outthinking yourself a little bit here. And what you're trying Wouldn't to be do. the
2: first time. That is for sure. And speaking of our TV show coming up. Uh, Ofer, uh this week. I've already lost half my bankroll for the year. I saw that. It's uh, the last day of September. And, Whoops! And, th- and
1: this is this is supposed to help the uh, MediaCom subscribers with our play. Well, well I was wondering. Why. I mean,
2: if you just fade me, it, it's helping a lot.
1: So that's going to be your angle today. Yeah, possibly. You're going to teach people how to fade because right. we do try to educate on this we program do. as well uh, that we tape on, and airs on MediaCom. Anyways, okay. So today's slate of National League games. We've seen the American League games. Okay. Um. Let me tap the brakes of the American League series. How many live to see Game Three? Twins no. Twins no. Okay, uh, A's Chicago. Do the A's get today? Yes, or I really that, like. The, I really like Bassett. You think he, you know? You think he beats uh, Keichel? Okay, think he does. I asked the question. You answered it that way. Tyler Glasnow against uh-huh. Ryu for the Jays. Ryu is their best starter. He was really good this year. He was really good. How about the the Dodgers? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the ace of the Jays is a former Dodger last year. The ace of the Twins, likewise, right? Two guys that were not even full time starters mm-hmm. for them. I guess you could argue is is my, my aid of the ace of the Twins because Barrios is really good too. But but at the top of the rotation pitcher, my point stands. Glasnow... Um, was his, not his he was ERA. Okay.
2: Yeah, strikeout numbers incredibly good. Mm-hmm. Still, again, this season you look at his strikeout to walk ratio, it's in line. His WHIP was in line. What he's been in the past. Just some bad luck with the. And I saw this stat. I think going into the last week because I fired at Glass. Now uh, one of the days that he last started and his FIP, fielding independent, basically what your ERA, quote unquote, should be, is like a full run different than what it actually is. So he's had some bad luck this year. Still, give me the Jays. You You think they're going to win?
1: Well, I hope you're right. Um, And then, uh, obviously, the other one is New York and Cleveland. And, man, watching the Yankees last night, Trent. Watching them last night. Carrasco, Tanaka. I I think Cleveland might uh, not be long for these playoffs.
2: Cleveland gets it done. Do you think they do? The only sweep happens in Minnesota.
1: Now, is that your heart
2: being broken or is that your head? I'm a little pissy today. We should be, man. Polanco can't. Should he have gone to first base? He should have gone wherever he could have got the out. Yeah. What was he doing? He had tons of time. I know. Throw the ball to second. Yeah. Get it there. Mm-hmm. And arise. Uh, his feet were crossed bit. up. Yes. I mean, it's not his fault. It, it, you
1: got to expect that the ball's going to be where it's in supposed the to be. Here, you're a Major League shortstop. Right.
2: And he got that, like you said. All-star say. starts last year. Right.
1: Yeah, All-star starter. He had lots of time. Yeah. It's not like he was hurried on the play. Right. He could have gone to first base just as easily and got the out there. Would it have made a difference? Mm, they wouldn't put a three spot up in the top of the ninth. The Twins going to score probably not uh but certainly
2: disappointing the way the game ended uh, 17 straight playoff losses that's what it is 17, it's 17 straight 13 of them they have not scored over four runs it's been since 2004 the last time they scored more than four runs in a game mm-hmm. the bomba squad they're done uh, i don't even know if i want to watch it today you'll watch it today. I, I will you'll watch
1: it today all right so you've got uh, you've got two of them be going forward, three, three of them going forward. The only one except the Twins. All yep. right, so let, let's get to the National League here today, uh, because obviously the the Cubs move the needle here with us and uh, with the listening audience. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of folks listening to us rooting for Miami. <laughs> a lot of folks listening to us well, that love baseball. will see Miami for the first time this year.
2: I, I think there's more people rooting for Miami than you would realize. You think so? Who, there's Cardinals so many fans? Cubs. They're just Cubs haters. Is there? Yeah, yeah. I, that fan base I think is. Annoyed a lot of people, baseball fans, throughout the years. Yeah, but
1: you know what? i got to cut them some slack, Trent, because it was so tough to be a Cubs fan. And sure,
2: they were flaunting themselves
1: a little bit here. It's kind of like Chiefs fans right now. Yeah, yeah. They're feeling pretty well. Look, the Chiefs window's wide open. I don't think the Cubs is.
2: I I think also, for some people, that get annoyed by, oh, I'm a huge Cubs fan, and and they can't name anybody. And they're (laughs) one of those teams. They're like the Yankees, like the Cowboys in the NFL. I'm a huge Cubs fan. What position did Andre Dawson play? Who? Who? Who's that dude? Right. Andre the Giant? No, different sport. Those are the fans, I think, that also uh-huh. annoy some people. And because of those, it probably paints the Cubs fan base in a bad light. But there'll be plenty of people. And I'll tell you, this rotation for Miami, they're young dudes. I'll have to take your word they for it, They have friend. live arms. Do the, they? the first couple of guys that we're going to see both throw it in the upper 90s. Uh-huh. This is a powerful, and powerful... And the Cubs haven't
1: exactly murdered the baseball here as of late. Two
2: teams that got off to great starts... And then we're below average after that. Yep. Cubs, what thirteen to three? They have to do a great start. Mm-hmm. And at, what Miami seven and was, well, Miami had the had the uh, shutdown right. For a and they while. were seven and one, I think, something like that, mm-hmm. and ten and two early on, and they were under five hundred. were talking baseball. That. They were, and here they are in the playoffs. Yeah, you get introduced to them. Not a whole lot of offense. Sterling Marte, I think any NL Central mm-hmm. fan will certainly remember him. Real good player. They got him at the trade deadline. Be a lot of new faces, but just watch. You're going to see a couple, a lot of powerful arms. Also got some power arms in that bullpen. It's going to be fun uh, seeing that. One o'clock this 1 o'clock. afternoon. All right, let's go to four o'clock. Do you give the
1: Cardinals? Because I don't, and I'm not sure who's pitching for the Padres. Oh, it's Chris Pat. Mike Schilt broke that news last night. Of all things, <laughs> the Cardinal manager broke the news who's going to start for the Padres. Uh, Kim's going to go for the Cardinals. I don't know, Trent. Is this? this I just haven't been able to wrap my arms around this Cardinal team all year. And I've been on the Padres um, you know, bandwagon for a while. I don't think the Cardinals even get to a, thir- a third game. Watch, the- they won't get to a third game. It'll be San Diego putting this stuff away for the winter. And the Cardinals advancing. I don't give the Cardinals much of a chance. How about you?
2: I do. I think the matchups are setting up well. Paddock in game one, that one's a head scratcher. Of course, they're not going to have Clevenger. They have their own injury concerns there. Lament who is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's concerns about him. So the top two of the rotation for the Padres is down. They can swing it, but Cardinal You know what? Here's what, Here's what. one. The devil reasons. magic of the Cardinals. Yeah. It always seems to come mm-hmm. up in the playoffs, too. I want to watch Tatis. One of the most yeah. exciting him young players. Him and Machado. Players.
1: Well, Tatis in particular. Just mm-hmm. one of the most exciting young players in the game of baseball. Don't let
2: him load the bases. That's what we've learned right. this year with the Padres. Yeah, that's a
1: good point. Uh, and finally, the the Brewers. Look, wouldn't it be... Just like 2020 for the Brewers to win this thing and do so and back to also also it means I to get it it's it's you're asking a lot to beat mm-hmm. the Dodgers and back to back <laughs> nights, but I mean as we said yesterday if you're going to get them I think you have a better chance to get them in a three game series as you do in a five or a seven game series I think that if there's going to be an upset it's going to happen in one of
2: these quick series. One of the things that really hurts is Burns being hurt for for the Brewers I would have given them such a bigger shot but. Sooners put up good numbers mm-hmm. this year. Woodruff. But so is
1: Walter Bueller.
2: And Walter Bueller, look at it. He's their ace. He's uh-huh. starting a game one. He has the worst ERA out of their playoff arms, basically, that are going to start this year. That just shows you how ridiculous yeah. this team is. But yeah, three gamer. I did bet on the Brewers. You did? Yeah, the price was just too good. I think I got them plus 285. What was it to uh, to, to sweet the Dodgers? I don't even remember what it was. I didn't even look at that one. It's got to be 400. 4-1, oh, Four to one, I probably. Think, I
1: would think pretty big. All right, so there's the baseball from yesterday and today. Uh, it's October. Look, if, if you don't like baseball, you're not going to like this show in the month of October. <laughs> we love it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, if you watch it, I think it plays on the radio. If you don't, it's probably a little difficult.
2: Breaking news. The NFL is postponing Sunday's game between the they Titans are. and the Steelers. There is a report though that Monday is in play. Could be a possibility for this game. Titans talking... had one more positive. Yep, one more player. Everybody asymptomatic yeah. out of the group of nine now wow. uh, that, that has been stricken with COVID. But... For competitive reasons, Trent, and I tried to take advantage of it. We, like yeah, we said... I was I was surprised you put this on the board.
1: Well, I just put it because there was when I did my picks, it was still on the board at one of the Vegas properties. So mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, what the hell? I'll take that. Try and because I'm in a contest with you, and it's on the board, and I can buy a ticket. I'm just going to do it. Um, but it's such a competitive disadvantage, right? right? right. I mean, the Titans can't practice. Mm-hmm. They got they're they're meeting via Zoom. Meanwhile, the Steelers are on the practice field getting ready for this game. So if they do go to Monday night, what is a, what's the Monday night game slated to be? Atlanta at Green Bay. So would they put that one up? They wouldn't move it. They wouldn't do the would they 6 move it o'clock,
2: to f- 9 o'clock. No, I probably 5 think. o'clock, 8 o'clock, I would think would make the most sense. Or when they've done that before, don't they black out the early game and make it
1: available in the local market only for for <sighs> the two teams involved?
2: So I remember, what was it, the Vikings-Lions game that they had to move to like a Tuesday. Do you remember that? Because of the... The dome collapsed? Yes. The Metrodome collapsed. Yes, yes. So they had to move it. They eventually played it uh, at the Gopher Stadium mm-hmm. that had just been built before they played a full season there yeah. as U.S. Bank was being built. And they moved that to a Tuesday, uh-huh. I want to say. And I remember going up to, uh, what was the bar? washing it at a bar, though, that was able to get the feed. And it was through the Minneapolis Affiliate. What, maybe their Fox affiliate up there, I would guess. Yeah, probably. That's probably what it was. And they were able to get the satellite coordinates for it and were able to pull it in that way. Yeah, Would you do something like that where, sorry, unless you're in that local well, market, you're going to be blacked out? Yeah,
1: because what I remember, Trent, is is how many of us NFL Sunday ticket subscribers mm-hmm. were pissed... Yeah. That they didn't make it available to us, you know, the ones that are paying the freight and just, you know, we can get we're supposed to get every game every supposed week. supposed
2: to get what? 288 games over the course of the season, whatever it is, and But I thought that, that
1: I thought that we were blacked out of that. That was one of them, but I don't think it's the only one that's happened like that. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll be Monday night. Uh Doesn't it make see. more
2: sense though to make this a bye week for the Titans and Steelers and what they talked about the game that was scheduled the Steelers actually have a bye week, I think week 7. And the team they're supposed to play has one in Week 8. I think it's Baltimore. Have Pittsburgh-Baltimore play. What would it be? I don't know. But but play around with the bye weeks in order to get that in. Talk about a competitive disadvantage. Mm. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You got get used d- to it. It's not to be the only time. <laughs> got a day to put in your game plan? Yep. Come on. In the NFL? That doesn't make sense.
1: Uh, Matt Snyder, uh, CBSSports.com will join us next. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He's up at 1045. Trent and I will take a uh, look at college football coming up this weekend and recapping some of the crazy stuff that happened this past weekend. It it was crazy. It was absolutely nuts this past week in college football, but, boy, it was fun. Uh, And then uh, Cappy at 1105. We'll talk about the White Sox. We'll talk about the Cubs. We'll talk about the unbeaten fake Chicago Bears record. Uh, but they are what the record says they are. We will take a time out, uh, come back with uh, uh, more baseball conversation. Matt Snyder, CBS, Sports talk, CBS Sports.com. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO
3: and So.
1: On a Wednesday morning, the Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. About 15 minutes away, Bill Bender, our friend from the Sporting News. Sportingnews.com will join us. We'll talk a little college football with Bill. But right now, Matt Snyder, one of our go-to guys on MLB, CBS, Sports.com, uh, joins the program. Matt, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Matt Snyder. Good to speak with you. Um, your biggest takeaway from yesterday would be what, Matt? Good to talk to you. What would that takeaway be?
3: Uh, S. probably the Yankees offense just I'm exploding against Shane Bieber. I, uh, I, in our predictions, you can go back and look and they were published for the before the games yesterday. And I just said, like, the Yankees have been so uneven all year. You just really can't trust them. But I just said, I have a hunch. I just have a hunch. They're going to start mashing and have a deep run in the playoffs. And, uh, they're off to a good start there. Teeing off on Shane Bieber, I know there's been a lot of talk about, well, he was only pitching against the central teams and their offenses are weak. And while that's true, he's still an amazing pitcher. I mean, he's been been an all-star before. Um, They just went out and they got to him. And uh, it was quite a sight. Uh, The other one, sorry, Trent, (laughs) uh, the (laughs) Twins in the playoffs. Man, what can you say? Not a whole lot. and
2: 17 I, I've searched for the words, and, uh, well, many of them I can't say on the radio. So it's the frustration level. Uh, talked about the offense, the struggles there. Looked like they had an opportunity to get to Granky early, not able to push one across. It's just one thing after another with this Tegan organization. Yeah. And, Matt, you're right for a living. We talk for a living. But it's hard to come up with the words to describe <laughs> just the ineptitude to lose 17 consecutive playoff games in baseball. In baseball. Yeah. When you're good enough to get into the playoffs,
3: there's a lot of coincidence in there. Obviously, Uh, I think the most amazing thing I saw yesterday, I saw somebody tweet that uh, the last time the Twins won a playoff game, it was Joe Mauer's rookie year. Oh my! Come on! Yeah, uh, I know. It's but uh, you do wonder if at some point it does become kind of a mental thing. And growing up as a Cubs fan, you you always, I I always (laughs) thought about. The Major League Baseball players are, are incredibly mentally tough. Most of these twins weren't even around for most of those losses. Mm-hmm. But when plays happen like Polanco's third to second base, you can't help but wonder if they mm-hmm. start to think, because, again, they're mentally tough, but they're still human beings. You, I, I still remember watching like the Cubs World Series highlights when, when Dobris said when Roger Davis hit that home run, you really did. You try not to think about, but you really <laughs> just start to think, like, yep. oh, man, are we cursed? You wonder if on Polanco's throw to second base, if it starts to go through the minds of some of the Twins players. Like, man, maybe we really have some problem here. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Hopefully they bounce back today because uh, I'm not a Twins fan by any stretch, but – by, by no means do I ever want any fan base to continue going
0: through
3: this. Yeah. So hopefully they get one today and get that mental block out of
1: the way. I'm with you. I just want to see a game three. And well, I'd have lost a lot yeah. of money early in that baseball game because I would have bet a lot of money on Snow was safe and he wasn't. It was the right call, and that was obviously a huge, huge play in that baseball game as well. And and as you said, I mean Polanco, he had. To, I thought he had time to go to first base. He wasn't even rushed on. it. But let's move on. Let's it talk was
3: about botched all
1: around. It yeah. really was yeah. uh, rise feet were crossed up. Not his fault, but just a comedy of errors, and that was just one aspect of it. Uh, the other uh, American League Central team, the White Sox, Gialito. Abreu was unbelievable. Nice to see Luis Robert finally get a hit. Seems like it's been August since the last one he got. It's been a long time anyway. Uh, but this White Sox team, the way this is breaking out, Matt, if indeed it is the Astros that get by the Twins and the A's get pushed aside, they're not going to have to face the Yankees or the Rays uh, in all likelihood until you get to the ALCS. This white this could break very well for the Southsiders.
3: Yeah, it's only one game and you hate to overreact, but it does kind of look like a lopsided bracket. Uh, if you're looking at possibly Yankees-Rays on one side and if it is Astros-White Sox on the other, it's the White Sox. Are sitting pretty if they're going to play like that. They had really, really stumbled down the stretch. I believe they lost like eight to ten. Um, but they really looked like, hey, we're turning the page. It's a fresh season. Uh, how about Tim Anderson?
1: Yes,
2: MVP
3: Tim fourteen and zero. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's right there, and I'm a Jose Ramirez guy. I, I think without him, the Indians are nowhere close yeah. to the playoffs. You take either Anderson or Abreu off the White Sox. They're probably still a playoff team, but maybe arguing semantics here just a little bit on that one. Let's get ready for the National League as we get ready for the game once today. Matt, we know you're a Cubs no fan. No Blue Jays questions for Nope No, no okay. we're, we're moving on. <laughs> right. you, you can ask uh, Matt that one off the air. <laughs> Let's get to the Cubs and the Marlins. Talking about the, uh, the starting rotation for the Marlins. I, I know a lot of Cubs fans and just fans of baseball in the Midwest haven't seen the Marlins. they got some young dudes with some firepower here going up against a Cubs offense that has been inept for long stretches of time.
3: Yeah, it has, and Sandy Alcantara is going really well right now. I believe the wind's going to be blowing out today, but Alcantara mm. is over 49% ground ball pitcher. Uh, so it, it, you, you might think, oh, the wind's blowing out, but when you've got Kyle Hendricks against Alcantara, they're going to find a way to keep the ball on the ground. They expect kind of a low-scoring game. As you mentioned, the Cubs offense has been disappearing for weeks at a time. Now, they had a big series against the White Sox, yep. but it's only one series that they, they avoided Giolito and Keichel. So I I am expecting a relatively low-scoring series, at least in the first two games with Darvish and Hendricks, and again with the Cubs' fickle offense. One thing to watch in that series, the Marlins run a lot. Uh, I believe they had over 50 stolen bases here in their 60-game season. And Wilson Contreras behind the plate has as good an arm as anybody. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have Javier Baez covering second, we know about his tags. That's a good fun subplot there is, is the running game, Marlins on the bases versus the Cubs.
1: What will, uh, what will David Ross do if he gets to Game 3? I mean, I, I guess you have to hand the ball out of respect to John Lester. Lester. Yeah, yeah. You, ha- you have to, right? His playoff pedigree has been so good, but, boy, down the stretch, he doesn't look like the same guy, sadly. It looks as though Lester's reached the yeah.
3: end. Yeah, I think he's cooked uh, in terms of being even close to his prime, but he had a few uh, big starts as well this season where he did step up. He has to get by on guile and know how – postseason pedigree, he's got that stuff. So I think you go to him in Game 3 if it gets there, but you you have a short leash with him. And whether you want to bring in Alec Mills in relief or whether you want to pick, piggyback him with Edward Alzulai, who has looked really, really good here down the stretch, especially Sunday against the White Sox, I, I think you just go with Lester in the hope that you get playoff Lester that we've seen so many times. And if you don't, then it's a quick hook, and Lester would understand, and the rest of the team will be – ready
2: to kind of step up so uh let's jump to the cardinals on paper they should be a huge dog in this one but there's at least for me that lingering cardinals playoff devil magic they seem to sprinkle on everything here no clevenger certainly for the series and maybe the whole playoffs for the padres you have lament who is dinged up here cardinals they can do it how do they do it what's the path for them to upset the padres
3: yeah, it's interesting because things. While it does look an incredible mismatch on paper with the Lamette and Clevenger injuries, it couldn't have lined up much better for the Cardinals here to get an upset. Paddock hasn't pitched in weeks, uh, and he's been very inconsistent. So, I think their formula needs to be: they need to jump on Paddock early and start getting the new playoff team kind of mentally in their own heads, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, we're supposed to be the better team here. Why are we losing? Then you start worrying about panic plays, kind of what we talked about with the Twins. Um, And the Cardinals are a pitching and defense team. You're playing at Petco Park, which is a pitcher-friendly team. So if you're the Cardinals, you jump on them early, and then you go to your game plan, which is run prevention. And uh, they do that about as well as anybody in baseball.
1: Uh, I'm picking the Reds to knock off the Braves. Um, It's just for whatever reason – you know, I mean, I know what the reason is. It, it's Castile. Uh, it's Trevor Bauer who's going to start Game 1 today. And if we get to a Game 3, I'd take my chances with Sonny Gray. Might the Reds yep. be a team that limped through the regular season, got hot at the right time, and is playing their best baseball at the right time and makes a long run in this thing?
3: Absolutely. They've won 11 of their last 14. Uh, they look, to me, like at least toe-to-toe with the Braves coming into the series, maybe even give them an advantage a little bit. I did take the Reds. Um, and, and if they do win, you've either got the Marlins or the Cubs, mm-hmm. and they did not beat the Cubs at all this, this year in a series. But, again, you have to like their starting pitching. Trevor Bauer completely dominated the Cubs in Wrigley Field, yep. and I think as well as they're going right now, they would be set up pretty well to, to go toe-to-toe and stand toe-to-toe with the Cubs. If the Cubs make it, if the Marlins upset the Cubs, I would love the Reds to go up to probably sweep the Marlins. So things could set up for them really well, but the Braves offense, that's a tall order. So, it's it's Titans. It's the Red starting pitching. And it's the Braves offense. It's a battle of the Titans. I'm really looking forward to that one here uh, in just a few minutes.
1: Yeah, indeed, uh, Matt. Last thing for you, Trent and I were uh, talking out loud why the why Major League Baseball seemingly cramming six of the eight games during the day today. And it has to be Trent. I think Trent uh, came up with the answer. I want to get to your take on it. It's because of the NBA playoff and ESPN slash ABC's got that, and with with ESPN uh, holding essentially all of the rights, with the exception of TBS's game uh, today. That has to be the reason why there's so many day games as opposed to night games today, right?
3: I, I that would be my guess. Um, I guess the only thing I would think is that maybe they want everybody to watch the Yankees at 7 o'clock and everybody to watch mm. the Dodgers at 10 o'clock Eastern. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't, uh, other than that, especially weird to me is I, when I was looking at it, I kept thinking during the regular season they almost refused to have day games through the week. Right. And now we're stuffing the entire day full of the playoff games. It seems backwards to me. Like, Shouldn't you try to get people who are stuck at home during the pandemic to watch regular season baseball and get them on board? Well, no, we didn't do that in the regular season. But in the playoffs, by all means, there's going to be four games at once during the day throughout the day. It's it's weird to me.
1: Uh, Matt, we hope to be able to impose on you again next week. Thank you, Matt Snyder. Appreciate your contribution. Good to talk to you. All right, have a good one. Yeah, you do the same. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports. as we talk a little MLB, a little CFB. Next, college football with Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Miller and Condon take you until noon. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors him. He's going to join us at 11.05, White Sox, Cubs, and Bears with Cap. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO and 106.
3: World Whiskey of the Year.
0: Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM,
1: this is KXNO. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Take you until noon. David Kaplan coming up at 11.05. Right now, Bill Bender, SportingNews.com. He covers college football, and he joins the program. Bill, Trent, and Ken, uh, as always, thank you for coming on. Uh, Let's look back before we look forward. What, um... Your biggest takeaway from last week, what game did were you most wrong on uh, as far as the way that this thing turned out? It was a wacky weekend, as you know. Uh, but do you, I guess your biggest takeaway from last week would have been what, Bill?
0: Well, I don't know how wrong I was but because I didn't pick them to win, but I think the big story was 60 passes in 60 minutes down in the right. Death Valley. Yeah. And what Mike Leach was yeah. able to accomplish in three hours that, we all kind of wondered. I, if I was wrong about something with him, I always said, yeah, well, let's see that in the SEC. Mm-hmm. You know, Let's see that in the Big Ten against that every – which is essentially what Ohio State runs now. But um, it was phenomenal the way that they threw it around. And, and there was a perfect storm to it for LSU with everything they lost and not having Stingley. That's not an excuse. They looked clueless.
2: It was baffling just the way that they went. Another baffling thing is what happened to Oklahoma in the (sighs) second half, losing to K-State for the second consecutive time. To do it with that kind of lead. A year ago, K-State raced out and held on for dear life. This way to lose in this fashion, what's going on with the Sooners?
0: Defense. Defense that can't put a game away. When you're up 35-14 in the third quarter, that should be ballgame in Mm -hmm. every instance. When you're up what Texas Tech was up on Texas with that little time left, that should be ball ballgame. Yep. I mean, you have to have that defense step up in that situation. The other thing that didn't help was the turnovers. And the thing I would worry about if I was the Sooners moving into the rest of the season is I, Rattler's probably not a Heisman candidate yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be, but the last couple of years they had Jalen and Kyler and Baker. Those guys were Heisman <laughs> candidates. That's the difference.
1: That's a pretty good trifecta yeah. right there. And Rattler might get to that point. And again, I, um, you know, go back to the, I don't even remember who they played in week number one, but it certainly was Missouri State. Missouri State, right? He looked good. His passes where they were
2: supposed to be. You'd look good against Missouri I State. I think
1: I might. Uh, Mims getting hurt in that football game uh, didn't help as well. You know, where I want to go with you, Bill, is, is the Big 12 overall. I mean, Texas just, I have no idea how they came back and won that football game. And I watched it with my own two eyes, I but I still don't get it. Um, I mean, It was just everything had to go their way, and it did at the end. But this conference overall, Bill, with Oklahoma getting picked off, with Texas really struggling to get past a team who really struggled against Houston Baptist, of all teams, um, Oklahoma State has not looked great Where are you on the Big 12? Do they seem right now that they don't have a lot of wiggle room if they want to be one of those four uh, that represent the college uh, their conference in the college football playoff?
0: Well, again, I think it comes down to perception, and perception is everywhere. I mean, perception, and we don't have to get into politics. There's perception about our what what we watched last night. There, watch that. There's perception with college football as well. Um, The Big 12 defense is bad collectively and that's been the knock right mm-hmm. we I think with the exception
1: of Iowa State bill honestly i mean i think i think iowa right. state camels built a defense
0: well so it's still a perception though right like oh no question when, yep when people say big 12 what's the first thing you think of and no, say, defense. <laughs> no defense no defense and i think the conference is working very hard to Get rid of that. And some of it's the style of play that they have. I understand that from a football perspective. When you throw it 40, 50 times a game, points are going to get scored. It stresses your defense. I understand that with tempo. But, I mean, even Oklahoma State at 2-0 and doesn't look great. No. I watched that, some of that game yesterday. They they commit a lot of mistakes. And uh, they, they've got a stop and start offense right now on top of it. But the one thing with the, the Cowboys, I would say, is their defense is probably a little bit better. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, and a, team, and a school that's known for historically bad defenses. Right, yeah, and and that's where we are. The conversation about the Big Twelve being over, a one-loss conference champion. How much stock do you put in those losses they had in the non-conference? Is is that going to impact a team? Look, if if Oklahoma State or Texas runs the table, they'll be in the college football playoff. But what does this do to a one-loss conference champion?
0: Makes it tough. I mean, that's that. These unenviable conversations you don't want to be in. So let's go 9-1 uh, and one Texas or Oklahoma versus 7-0 and o Oregon. Who are we putting in? We're 6-1 Oregon. And let's say Oregon looks like dominant, and then they slip up, I don't know, somewhere weird, and they slip up by three or Arizona something. Arizona State. And yeah. I, I think perception is everything. And somebody brought this up to me this week, and I thought it was an interesting point, that um, the committee does say that it's year by year. But do you think the committee will let last year's Oklahoma-LSU game creep into their head. And I think on some level it's impossible not to, because it's human nature. We remember what we saw.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill, which of these two Florida-based teams, maybe three Florida-based teams, has caught your eye? Uh, more than the other. Central Florida? I mean, I get their group of five, but they're off to a really good start. Uh, we both like Kyle Trask uh, at Florida, and of course Pitts. I think he's legit. He's, he's football's next great tight end. And of course Miami, what they're doing down there with king and phillips off the edge and they've got a kicker which of the is football back in the state of florida i guess bill bender
0: um yeah i mean florida state maybe not so much but uh uh ucf looks good too i mean that's the thing with florida state if you allow me to kind of dodge this a little bit they look better as a program than florida state does Mm -hmm. ucf right and uh that's got to be a concern in tallahassee now miami and florida very impressive debuts I mean Florida they have a Heisman candidate at quarterback with Kyle Trask When you have that around the talent they have you mentioned Pitts pretty good defense they're going to compete with Georgia to win the SEC East this year no doubt Um, Miami
3: looks fast Mm
0: -hmm. they look fast they look organized they've got a decent quarterback they've got a good running game we're gonna find out next week and that's one game I've got circled finally that uh you know the last two times Miami and Clemson have played. The combined score is 96-3. to Oh, <laughs> So we're going to find out what's changed. And I think that ups the ante for Clemson, too, a little yeah. bit. They should be in their best. They'll be in their best mode this Saturday against Virginia. So I don't envy being the Cavaliers as well.
1: Has the ACC tightened up? I mean, just to your point, that score you just threw out there, 96-3. to Is Clemson, they're still a really good football team, but has the Rest uh, not maybe not the enti- in its entirety, but there, have there been some teams in the a c c that appear to have closed
3: the gap uh, on Clemson i mean no okay <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, no yeah but i mean there, there's teams that have gotten
0: better mm-hmm. I think Clemson has gotten better um you know with the the way that they're recruiting they're recruiting five star guys now that want to come there and play um but by gap, I mean, Notre Dame's in there, and that's a good team. North Carolina's a good team. I think Miami's the test, though. Yeah, Don't you think that, like, if Miami really built something with Manny Diaz? And that, to me, I was trying to explain this as well. Think of Clemson-Miami how you used to think of Miami-Florida State. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best bet for the ACC, if they can get a Clemson-Miami rivalry going.
2: Well, we're two weeks away from that one. Before that, a top-ten matchup in the SEC – Auburn going oh to Georgia. Boy, Georgia looking awful for a half of football against Arkansas. What is your expectation level here? Bo Nix making his way over to Georgia.
0: Well, let's, get a, let's see a, a little chirping between the coaches. Saw that it yesterday. That was great. They fired back yesterday, and I love that kind of stuff because yeah. it amps things up a little bit. Um, I think the pressure is on Georgia. Trent, you said it didn't look real good with yeah. the uh, – quarterback play nice. they have JT Daniels Auburn looked good Auburn mm-hmm. typically I think with them you just figure they're going to be kind of inconsistent but mm-hmm. Bo Nix got the ball out they ran the ball they played a good D and uh that makes them an interesting play on the road they haven't won in Athens since 2005 though so oh. they'll be up against it in that one
1: I think Mississippi State kind of not not a letdown, but they I mean they're really mm-hmm. feeling good about themselves. And Arkansas is one of the bottom feeders, if not the bottom feeder in the SEC. Bill, could Miss, Mississippi State? I mean, let down. Like I'm not saying they're going to get. Like to get angle, beat, yeah. but it seems like uh, they, they could be uh, I mean, could be closer than than we think. I think.
0: I mean, there's always the risk for that coming off a game like they did. I still think they'll take care of business there and overwhelm Arkansas. The big question for me with Leach moving forward, because he's kind of making the rounds now with uh, you know, the quotes about the Twilight Zone and the cardboard cutouts, which made me want to pull up the Twilight Zone back on the Netflix, um, but um, can they do it every week against top-ten teams? Mm-hmm. Can they pull that off against Alabama and then turn around and do it against A&M? Can they do it against Auburn? You know, and that's going to be the big question because, yeah, that that scheme is a nightmare for defensive coordinators. But they're going to be up against better teams that are more equipped to face it. Alabama, in particular, that's the matchup I can't wait to see. Is how Saban plans for that.
2: And uh, we get Alabama A and M this week, and uh, I got. I a tip wasn't impressed that. with A and M. No, it did not look good. Uh-huh. They didn't have to do anything. It was Vanderbilt. Looked like they really just kind of coasted into the victory there. Bill, before we let you go, I always assumed you were a Cleveland Indians fan. Uh. You, you were uh, before the show. Uh, before we came on, you. Apologize for my awfulness of the twins and try to make me feel good, and it's not going to work. But then I find out you're not an Indians fan, you're not a Reds fan, an Ohio kid that's a San Diego Padres fan. Fill us in. All things. I support
0: support my wife and kids. They're Cleveland fans, and that's its own, you know, trek of misery. (laughs) Not maybe not. I'm not going to make you feel any worse about the losing streak, but the Indians are in the same boat, man. They just can't beat the Yankees. Um, yeah, I grew up a Padres fan because my favorite athlete, probably of any athlete, Tony is, is Tony Gwynn. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I was a lefty and I was kind of a contact hitter, a little slap hitter. And, <laughs> you know, I think he embodied everything baseball should be. And so, yeah, I've rooted for the, some really bad Padres teams over the years. I'm excited about today. I'm excited to see what they did with the Cardinals. I am excited for eight baseball games that matter in yeah. one day. And, uh, Wrote a little take about that, and I'm excited. I have Reds fans, Indians fans, Cubs fans, White Sox fans, Twins fans. Text them with all day. I think it'll be a fun day.
1: I think it will be, too, Bill Bender. I think this weekend's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, the marquee game, fair to say marquee game, uh, is the one that Trent talked about earlier. Auburn uh, on the road at Georgia. Best game of the week. Taking us,
0: Yeah, it's taking us all the way into October to get a top-ten showdown. Yeah. But that's the way the schedule sets up, and... It'll be fun. Um, You know, I think Alabama A&M will be interesting Mm -hmm. on some level, and we'll get it rolling, but we're one one week closer to Big Ten football. And, you know, I mean, (laughs) when that's that's brought up in the presidential debate, that ought to tell you Mm -hmm. how excited we ought to be that we're getting it back.
1: Indeed. Last thing in 20 seconds, Bill, Oklahoma-Iowa State. Iowa State, keep it on. Music's playing. 15 seconds uh, on that game. Oklahoma-Iowa State.
0: You said it, defense turnovers. I think Iowa State hangs around in that one. They Good. might not win, but I think it'll be close. Good stuff, Bill
1: Bender. Talk to you next week. Thank you.
0: All right. hey, thank you. Bill Bender, Sporting News.
1: As we wrap up our number one, David Kaplan standing by in Chicago to join us when we resume. 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.